Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And you are listening to another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Episode 333, Lance Davis, get it right, my friend. Number 333, and we are live. Jim Ross, I see what your record is. Trust me. Don't sweat it. I'll talk to you in a hot second. We got a good show for you, Fantasy Freestyle, as we put close the book on week four. Look ahead to week five. We've got a great show. Okay, you can follow us on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. Get down on the chat room on YouTube, whether on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook Live, wherever you want. You can get down with the stats overbeat cipher because we are all here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Here's what we're going to do. As usual, we're going to talk about the biggest news and notes and injuries, next man up scenarios since we spoke last on Thursday, right? We're going to do all that. Then, because unlike other people in the business, I hold myself accountable. We'll talk about what I got right in week four. And there was some stuff I got right, guys, okay? And how you could kind of spin that forward. What I got wrong in week four. Someone named Mitchell may have put it in my eye, but we'll talk about that and what I was close on, right? Then we will spin it forward and we will talk about waivers for week five. I will go position by position, starting with reverse cowgirl, and I'll tell you who I like on the waiver wire, who you should prioritize, who I think is long-term good, who I think may be a little short stint, and who I think is fugazi that you need to forget about, right? Then in our third segment, we will put the fun in functional sports content with y'all, the Stats Over Beat Cypher, my crew on Fantasy Freestyle, whether it is in the chat room right here on YouTube, or whether it is through the phone lines. We will open up the phone lines a little bit later on in the show, as you know. All right, and we're going to get, you have your chance to speak to Speeds, the spitting statistician. Thoughts on Heinz and Kiki? Uh, We're going to talk about those guys a little bit later on in my uh, waiver preview. We'll talk about Mark Ingram, all those guys, all right? But let's get it on right now, news and notes since we last spoke. Listen, the tight end position is brutal. Okay, everybody from Hunter Henry to Delaney Walker have already been out. Greg Olson, Evan Ingram, okay? But let's add to the mass unit that is the tight end position. O.J. Howard with a knee. They're saying it's an MCL two to four weeks. 
He's done. Will Disley, Torres Patella, he's going to be done. Gronk with an ankle injury. And here's the thing. They got a quick turnaround, all right? They're on Thursday night football in a mere 48 hours, okay? So we got to keep an eye out from him. And obviously, we got to start looking at potentially other options. Same with Jack Doyle, who still is not practicing just yet. He's on Thursday night football. So we got to take a look at that. And then obviously, Tyler Eifert. If you saw it in real time, the gruesome ankle injury. And it's just such a shame. I put it on social media myself. We've been talking about Tyler Eifert for a while. He's a guy who, you know, worked back to get back after a back injury, right? And was finally looking healthy. So much so that last week on this show, I was telling people that he needs to be a waiver wire ad. And I maintain that that worked. On Thursday's show, I told you about an Andy Dalton and a Tyler Eifert stack. I still maintain that was a good call, all right? So, but it is sad to see he broke his ankle in a gruesome fashion. He's going to be on IR. You got to worry about, is he done playing football altogether? So the tight end is this mass unit. When we do our waiver wire ads, we're going to certainly focus on some guys in the tight end position. I got to tell you, though, if you listen to me last week about tight end, you may have a tight end one on your hands. If you listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, that guy over there now in Pittsburgh who is the tight end one, you know, stiff arming guys and, you know, taking it to the house that also was getting targets a lot on a Sunday night. Yeah, his nicknames are VM. Yeah, I told you that last week. Hopefully, you listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. But listen, the injuries were not only two tight ends. I mean, Geronimo Allison. Got concussed. I even said it on Sunday morning for my Patreon subscribers, and there's some new ones out there. Shout out to you guys specifically later on. Um, I was like, yo, with Randall Cobb out, I like Geronimo Allison more. It proved to be all right. He went like six for 80 before he got concussed, okay? I also told you that with the news of Josh Gordon last minute, I did not like Hogan. Yes, I'm going to tell people right now. Yes, it is officially now. It's all right to cut Hogan if you want. I'm telling you right now. It's okay. Because now Gordon's there. I know Gronk is a little iffy, but now you got the stereotype, Sony Michelle in there, James White in there. It is proven, Edelman coming back, it is proven that Hogan is not taking that brass ring like a lot of people, including yourself, myself, thought he would. Yes, Hogan is a cut candidate at this point. T.Y. Hilton missed, uh, came out, went back in, went back out. We got to watch his hammy throughout the week. Will Fuller. Uh, had a hammy, and he had a hamstring injury or issue at least all a preseason. It cost him some weeks of the training camp and preseason. A lot of people are asking about Kiki QT. Yeah, is my answer to that question. I'll tell you a little bit more about my thoughts on Kiki as we get into our waiver wire pickup. And then Leonard Fournette. Listen, I was on, I was on the line on Friday on Roto Experts in the Morning with my man, the King, Scott Angle, and we were interviewing Dr. A for midside injuries, and he said it. He was like, Leonard Fournette, if he comes back and plays this week, he is being brought back too soon. He will re-injure his hamstring. He said it on Friday morning, and lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. I'm telling you what I told you guys last Tuesday in this time. I said TJ Yeldon has standalone value regardless of Leonard Fournette. Did you listen to me? Hope so. Because if so, 
you're holding TJ Yeldon now, and the path is clearer for him. And even if they play this, will he, won't he, with Leonard Fournette, maintain TJ Yeldon, okay? To me, Yeldon is now similar to almost to like Austin Eckler with the Chargers, okay? Yeah, if Gordon is out, Eckler would be great, but he has a little bit of value regardless, and I think that's the value now of TJ Yeldon as well. Also, some of these holdout and trade deadline kind of guys are coming to a head. Unfortunately, what happened with Earl Thomas, you know, we get word that, oh, the Seahawks want two first-rounders or two second-rounders for Earl Thomas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then he breaks his leg. You ain't flipping him for jack at this point. And then you saw Earl Thomas flip off the Seahawks' sideline. I think that was all the frustration getting pent up Earl Thomas has played his last down with the Seattle Seahawks. And then we hear in Pittsburgh, oh, second round pick and a good player for Le'Veon Bell. We'll see. James Conner, though, continues now to underperform after his big week one and two. And the, and Lev Bell is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to trade me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I, I, I'll come back. I'll come back in week seven. I'll report. I'll report in week seven. So let me tell you right now the way it goes. This is the worst case scenario for everybody. Because if option A, Lev Bell just didn't play this year, you'd at least have Connor as a locked and loaded RB1 the entire time. If they did trade Lev Bell, then you'd have Bell and Connor in two separate places being an RB1 potentially. Now you go right back to the timeshare. Here's what I'm thinking. I think there was so much you know, controversy, beef in the locker room. Yeah, let's say Lev Bell comes back after the bye week eight. He's going to play, but guess what? So is James Connor. Right, And part of the reason you liked Lev Bell, part of the reason I love Lev Bell, part of the reason Lev Bell is a top three pick is because of the workload, because he was a workhorse back, the kind you only see in Arizona with David Johnson. You only see in Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott, right? That's what made him a top pick. You don't like other great running backs that also have someone else that they like, like a Devontae Freeman or a Tevin Coleman, right? You like the workhorses. If Dalvin Cook has Lat Murray with him taking up time, all of a sudden Dalvin Cook isn't an RB1 anymore. Well, what do you think is the case if Lev Bell also has James Conner in that backfield as a timeshare? Then he may not be an RB1 anymore. And that's what I think is going to happen because Lev Bell is gone anyway, right? So they still have to work out James Conner. They still got to develop James Conner. But what you're going to have now is more instead of like Lev Bell being this prototypical workhorse, he's going to be a guy who gets the majority of the carries. James Conner will have some usage after week eight as well. And so that is going to be the issue. But it does look like he's going to come on back uh, week seven during their bye. But I would wonder if there's drama in the locker room. Do the offensive linemen want to block for him? Like, oh, you're going to come back and help your team? Week six for the Steelers is at Cincinnati. At the division-leading rival Cincinnati Bengals on the road. You don't think it'd be helpful with Geno Atkins on their front line to have you back for then. So that's a weird, fishy situation. We'll see with that. As I said here as well, Fitzmagic is up. Okay, so they've already made the decision that uh, they are going to start Jameis week six after their bye. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I said it before. I'll say it again. I think Jameis Winston is a very good stash for your fantasy football roster. Throughout the bye, whatever. Here's why. Similar to how the Kansas City Chiefs defense gives up points left and right, so does the Tampa Bay defense. We saw this with Ben Roethlisberger. We saw this with Mitchell Trubisky 
on Sunday, right? They are going to be in shootouts. So what does that mean for the Tampa Bay offense? Who can't run the ball worth a damn? That means whoever is the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks is going to put it up 45, 50 times a game. The wide receivers of the Bucks have never been an option uh, question. Mike Evans... We like Deshaun Jackson. Got something left in the tank. Chris Godwin, I've been talking about on the ascent. Those are there, both tight ends, although we know O.J. Howard is banged up. That means whoever that thrower is, that QB, with that opportunity slinging it 50 times, they got weapons around them. I think they means that they are a viable fantasy football quarterback. So I think that about Jameis Winston, okay? But here's the other thing I wanted to mention. You're getting a little too far with this... Uh, player safety and blowing the plays dead did you see on sunday in that raiders browns game marshawn lynch beast moding getting like kind of wrapped up and gang tackled he's fighting through it and breaks free but no 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 they blew the whistle dead ball fugazi then on the other side Derek carr gets like popped and fumbles but they're like no 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 he was in the grasp dead ball and the play fugazi i think this is going a little bit too far let me tell you something I had a good week, week five. I told you guys this going into the week. The first thing I'll say, my man, the stereotype, Sony Michelle, a Jim Ross, a Lance Davis, hit me with that Mitsubishi, hit me with that Panasonic, Sony, the stereotype, Michelle, 25 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. What I said was that this guy is going to be used as a prototypical early down back and that the game flow would be different and that they would feed him. Well, they were up 38-0. They fed him his 25 carries tied Ezekiel Elliott for most in the NFL on Sunday. All right? When the Pats are up, game flows that work. Sony Michelle is going to be the early down back. Hopefully you listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, because we were ahead of that. I also gave out on this show on Thursday an Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert, Cincinnati, Bengals stack. That worked out all right. You know, Dalton, 337 yards passing, three touchdowns. Eifert gets in the end zone as well, right? I told you that Cincinnati game I thought was going to be a last team with the ball and that I liked Cincinnati plus the points. You're welcome. I gave you Cincinnati plus the points. I gave you the Pats minus six and a half. I said they were going to boat race the Dolphins. 38 to nothing sounds like a boat race to me. I gave you the under on Monday Night Football. Cha-ching! All right, I went 3-0 in the picks that I gave out to the Stats Over Beat Cypher on Patreon. I went 3-0 in the picks that I gave out on Roto Experts in the morning. So you ride with me, you win a little bit of extra quiche. I told you that Fitzmagic was going to run out as well. And then I told you I thought Jameis would be under center after the bye. Oh, well, after a 9-for-18 and 126 yards and no touchdowns and yet another interception in week four, week four of the first half, they made that exact switch. I told you to hop off the Fitzmagic and hop on Jameis as the same situation being down, needing to throw. Why? Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive secondary is blunt guts trash and is going to get attacked all season long. And Hargraves on IR, their safety is banged up as well. I told you about all that. I told you about my man, Kerryon Johnson, also. I have been on his ascension for a while. He got into the end zone with another 55 yards. If you're lost and alone, and you're sinking like a stone, carry on. Kerryon Johnson, I told you about that. Here's where I was close. I told you that the Indianapolis Colts was a good streaming defense. And they gave up points, right? They, I think it was like 34-31, the overtime game against uh, 
the Texans. But here's what I also said. I said the points allowed isn't what you look for in a streaming defense. I said the sacks are what you look for. And I liked that the Colts were getting pressure. They were tied for third, I believe, in the league in sacks going into week four. And I told you that Deshaun Watson is running for his life because of that piss-poor offensive line. Well, the Colts sacked Deshaun Watson seven times on Sunday. So we had that right. Okay? Um, The fact they gave up points is one thing. But as a defensive streamer, they were okay. They really, really were. But I'll tell you this. Here's what I got wrong. Mitchell Trubisky put it in my eye. Okay? I'm going to tell you right now. Mitchell Trubisky put it in my eye with that performance. But that was a question more to me of the... uh, Bucks pass defense than of Mitchell Trubisky. I still don't think that he's the guy moving forward. I think you got to see a little bit more. He did, however, have a great outing. Six touchdowns, 354 yards via the air, another 53 on the ground. He put it in my eye. You know who else put it in my eye? Blake Bortles. I've been talking about this. I've been saying I'm still not riding with the Jags passing game. I still don't care what numbers Blake Bortles puts up because my approach and the Jags approach is to win with running the ball and playing defense. I still believe that to be true. But Blake Bortles put up 388 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, another 28 yards on the ground rushing. I'm telling you right now, if people continue to ask me, I will continue to say I do not believe in Blake Bortles. But... Acknowledge, he put it in my eye. Let me ask you this. I'm going to the uh, Stats Overbeat Cypher uh, right here in the chat room. Fitzmagic was Houdini. I told you it disappeared. All right? Shake them haters off. Trubisky, where they at? I still don't think. I don't think Bortles. I don't believe in Trubisky. Yeah, they put it in my eye for one week, but they were the truth, but it's fine. I'm putting Michelle in over Lamar Miller this week. SLO stoked. I completely agree with that. How are you going to ride with Lamar Miller when his offensive line can't block, okay? That run de- that that uh, run game is a problem. That's why Deshaun Watson is running around playing schoolyard football. We like the stereotype. When we come back here on the other side of the break here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I give you position by position, starting with reverse cowgirl, your waiver wide that I like moving ahead to week five and then we open up the phone lines to answer your questions stats over beat cypher spitting statistician fantasy freestyle leg out did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network listen on the iHeartRadio app the TuneIn radio app or download the fantasy sports radio network app The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the Stats Overbeat Cypher with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Hey, uh, Danny, we got a problem right now. Jorge H. is in the chat room, and he said Sunday morning, he watched ESPN Fantasy Show, and one of the girls started to sing Galladay. Uh, uh, Are you out of your effing mind? Are you kidding me? Like, all I got to say, Jorge, is you know where that joint started. 
okay? I'm telling you right now, none of my nicknames do I get from anywhere else, okay? That happened organically, and I know, Jorge, you're not, like, saying that to me, but, yo, this ESPN person was not original because sing it with me now, Stats Over Beats Cypher, it would be... It would be some nice holiday. That's what it is, and that's what it really needs to be. Uh, Mahomes or consider a streaming option against the Jaguars. And let me get into this, because Big Timer also had an interesting point about Bortles. I see you out there, Big Timer. Saying that Bortles has QB1 upside and loves the matchup against Kansas City. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying everyone scores against Kansas City, right? And so I'd be with you, Big Timer. But I submit as Exhibit A last night. When you actually have a great defense, it's not like Case Keenum scored, threw up, lit it up last night versus Kansas City when the team had a good defense to potentially control the shootout, right? In most cases, Casey is in a shootout, right? They get up 21-0 like they did with Big Ben, forcing the team out of their game plan and then making the quarterback have to sling it 55, 60 times. With Denver... And KC, as you saw, that wasn't the issue. Denver's defense was able to be representative enough, control the defense enough so that it was a legitimate game. So that quarterback on the other side, in this case Keenum, didn't have to sling it like that and just go crazy. And I expect similar things against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I understand what you are saying, uh, Big Timer, but I think this, you know, versus KC, the matchup is usually good against KC because they get in a shootout and then force you out of your game. I don't know that they're going to force the Jacksonville Jaguars out of their game. That is the only difference, in my opinion. But I understand your... uh, you know, you're thinking on this. G. Rouse, 21. I am keeping the Bears defense, okay? The Bears defense are one of the defenses where, yes, I would bring on a second defense for this week and this week only, the Bears bye week, and then you're good to go starting the Bears regardless of matchup moving forward, okay? So, yes, this is the one kind of uh, play where I would take a second defense um, in my personal opinion. All right, let me get into this. Here's what we're going to do. All right, I'm going to open up the phone lines in a hot second. Then first, let me give you my waiver wire, guys, so you guys have that context. So then when I answer the questions, whether it's in the chat room or in the the phone lines, you have that. Yo, listen, by the way, Lance Davis, I love Cortland Sutton, man. I do. But I think Taiwan Taylor is like ahead on the Titans depth chart more than Sutton is on the Broncos depth chart. I see Sutton maybe being even with DT, but that bread is buttered with Manny Sanders, in my opinion. I really like Manny Sanders moving forward. I like Sutton ascending. You need to get him in dynasty leagues, but rest of the season in, dy- in redraft, I'm not so sure. But let's get into it right now in terms of uh, different positions and where I go. At the quarterback position, no, I do not go with Mitchell Trubisky. I still, you heard my feelings on Blake Bortles. You heard my feelings on Jameis M.F. Winston, okay? I'm not saying I think he's a leader of men. You know my position on that already. He is not. But I do think the fantasy situation will be good for him. If you haven't done it already, I've been telling you about these guys for the better part of two weeks now. If you can, what you need to do is add either Andy Dalton or you need to add uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco continues, okay? Look at... Joe Flacco putting it up over 40 times the last three games in a row. Last week against Pittsburgh on Sunday night, 363 and two touchdowns. Here's the other thing of why I like Joe Flacco. And, yo, Yang in the control room, you need to listen to this one because you may be dropping Josh Allen for him. Um, The Baltimore Ravens, 
with Alex Collins, who a lot of people have been asking me about, right? They don't trust Alex Collins anymore. That his usage is not what it used to be, right? They are putting this more on the arm of Joe Flacco. They are passing the ball more. That's why you see Buck Allen in there more, okay? I think they're losing faith in Alex Collins, and they are morphing into, I can't believe I'm saying this, more of a passing team driven by Joe Flacco. I like Joe Flacco, and I like Andy Dalton, okay? Right now, Andy Dalton, 62% owned, so you can go out and grab him. Joe Flacco, 20 25% owned, okay? I take Joe Flacco ahead of Mitchell Trubisky every day and twice on Sunday. So there's my quarterbacks for you, Jameis and Flacco. At the running back position, I told you about TJ Yeldon. Go get him right now if you can, regardless of Fournette. Yes, to the person who answered, I do like Naheem Hines. However, that's a PPR league format play, not in standard leagues. In PPR formats, I do like Naheem Hines. Here's the other thing I'll tell you about the Indianapolis backfield, what some people may not be realizing, okay? Here's what you got to remember also. Robert Turbin comes off suspension for this team, okay, uh, this week, and he's going to get added into the mix Further cloudying and muddying the situation in this committee, which is why Jordan Wilkins, eh, Marlon Mack, Fugazi, uh, Robert Turbin, also Fugazi. Naheem Hines, however, carves out his role in PPR formats as the pass catching back. That's why I think he is a little bit different. Don't get it twisted. Check for Robert Turbin as well because they're going to give you a chance. The Colts are going to give him a chance to take over this job. If What he does with it, I'm not sure. The same way they gave Jordan Wilkins a chance. He defecated the mattress with that opportunity. Turbin will get that chance, but I do like Naheem Hines in um, PPR leagues. If you can still get Nick Chubb, go right ahead and do it. They're saying right now, Hugh Jackson, that they got to get him more snaps. They got to get him more opportunity. I am not on Mike Davis, okay, running back out of Seattle. I know he had a good game, but... Listen, it's him, it's Carson who will come back, it's Penny who I think is going to ascend, and why buy in shares of a Seattle running back committee the way their run game has been? Russell Wilson is like their leading rusher, okay? So I want no part of that. So yes, Yeldon, yes, Hines, watch out for Turbin, yes, uh, Chubb as well. Other guys that might be out there, if Aaron Jones is still out there for you, he's available in about 30% of leagues. I like him. I told you about Buck Allen. He's a guy I would like. He's available in 40% of leagues. I like him. All the other guys, though, we've either already discussed or I've told you why I am not on them. At the wide receiver position, and here's the name everybody's asking about, Kiki QT. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I do. The Houston Texans like him, too. They liked him in training camp. They liked him in the offseason. That's why they drafted him. That's why they cut Braxton Miller, who was their project. Kiki QT is the number three receiver for the Houston Texans. In his debut, Kiki got 15 targets, 11 catches for 109, right? Here's the thing. This guy is going to be that slot guy, that uh, Julian Edelman kind of guy, that target monster, that chain mover kind of guy, right? So I like that. I also like the fact that this team, the Houston Texans, have no running game to speak of. Lamar Miller sucks, right? Um, so I like that Deshaun Watson's running around trying to make schoolyard plays for this. Will Fuller also has a hamstring injury, okay, which is his like second tweak of a hamstring this year. There is a good chance that 
Will Fuller will miss some time. And in that situation, listen, the Texans have nobody behind DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. If you're in a dynasty league, hopefully you already have Kiki. I put a waiver claim in myself. I like Kiki QT on the QT. I don't like these Jaguars wide receivers, Westbrook, Moncrief. I'm not on them. Um, Taylor Gabriel, I'm iffy on, okay? Yeah, he had a great game. But A, Anthony Miller was out. B, I think this is about the Tampa Bay Bucks pass defense, not what we saw out of Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is not throwing six touchdowns or 300-some-odd yards every single game. I, I just don't think it's happening. And if it does, Gabriel is like, what, fourth on the totem pole behind Allen Robinson, behind Tariq Cohen, behind Trey Burton, you know, potentially behind Anthony Miller when he comes back as well. They have Jordan Howard, who I believe you need to hold on to. I know a lot of people are worried about this. If someone drops Jordan Howard in your league because the Bears are on by, scoop him up. Let me say it again. If someone drops Jordan Howard because they are on by with the Bears and he's underperformed in the last couple of weeks, pick him up. It's like the Red Man song. When you see a bag of weed on the floor, what you going to do? Pick it up, pick it up, pick up Jordan Howard, okay? Um, Tyler Boyd, if you haven't heard me by now, I've been telling you his ownership percentage continues to climb. If you are in a quarter of the leagues where he is still available, yes, I like him. I've already told you that. I do like him. Edelman coming back this week, as you know. He's available, though, in 15% of leagues. Another guy I'll give you is... uh. And I've been back and forth on this guy, but John Brown clearly has some kind of chemistry with Joe Flacco. He's got touchdowns in three of the first four weeks. I'm warming to John Brown. I do not believe in Jordy Nelson. I do believe in Calvin Ridley. Now let's quickly talk tight end at this situation because, listen, I know you may be in the market for a tight end, right? So here's what I'll say. First of all, if you listen to me last week, Vance McDonald. I told you about Vance McDonald. People were like, oh, but what about Jesse James? No, Vance McDonald is the dude there, okay? He had five targets. He is the heavily targeted guy. He's the guy that can make plays, all right? Vance McDonald is the tight end to own in Pittsburgh. He's only 45% owned. Go out and get him right now. If you lost... Jack Doyle, if you lost Tyler Eifert, if you lost, you know, any of these guys going back weeks, OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, you know, Vance McDonald is your answer. Okay. Um, then, you know how I talk about its skill and its opportunity? Well, there is now a new opportunity in Cincinnati because Tyler Eifert goes down the way he usually does. The guy I think is going to take the brass ring on that opportunity is Tyler, not Tyler Boyd, although it helps Tyler Boyd also, but Tyler Croft, okay? This is a guy who has, in spots for Tyler Eifert before, been a good DFS play. Andy Dalton is familiar with him and comfortable with him. I think Tyler Croft is someone interesting. If you're, like, scooping the bottom of the barrel, I'd take a look at Tyler Croft. Um, those are my main two guys, okay? You have the same kind of names, the Austin Safarian Jenkins of the world, if they're out there, the Ricky Seals Jones, if they're out there. Okay, these are guys that are owned in only a quarter of leagues, and I think they have potential to be this kind of streaming guy just like anybody else. Here's the other thing I'd say. If someone dropped O.J. Howard, he's supposed to miss two weeks, right? One of those weeks is a buy. The Bucks have a buy this week. It's not a horrible idea to stash him. The same way I was telling you, you could go ahead and stash the Carolina defense on their buy. The same way I'm telling you, you could go ahead and stash Jordan Howard or Jameis Winston on his buy. When you think about it, losing O.J. Howard for two to four weeks, one of those weeks is the buy anyway. So that is something interesting. But for me, Vance McDonald, Tyler Croft, RSJ, ASJ. All right. 
Here's what we're going to do. I am going to answer the chat room questions that I have, and we're going to open up the phone lines. The number to call is 347-767-6614. We'll put that in the chat room right now. What I'm going to do is answer some more questions, and then I'll take your calls to close out this segment, open up the next segment. When we come back and put the fun and functional sports content, what we're going to do is we're going to look at some hashtag Game of Inches nominees. We'll answer your questions. And I got a new hot fire from the Trap Game Maestros that we'll see if we can get to today. Dilly dilly to every. Everybody, I'm going to try and answer some questions. Here's what I have loaded up for me. From Debo, Brandon Cooks or Tyler Boyd from my wideout two? I love Tyler Boyd, but he's not a wideout two, okay? The answer is Brandon Cooks. Tyler Boyd, to me, is more of a wideout three or flex play. So if you're deciding between Cooks or Boyd, the answer is Brandon Cooks, all right, Debo? Listen, those Rams, that offense, they're going to put up points against anybody. All right, I'm taking a piece of the herd because Jared Goff is spreading it around to everybody. Nicholas Bond, my friend, trade Galvin Cook straight up for Hyde in PPR. No, I wouldn't do that, okay? I'd hold on to Cook. I know he hasn't performed. I know he's banged up, but they're talking about in Cleveland getting Nick Chubb more work. It's not like Carlos Hyde has a clean injury bill of health either, so I would hold on to Dalvin Cook because the the... The production when he's healthy would be there. I know you're just going to have to grin and bear it for another week or two as he gets back up to speed. Christopher C., Stafford or Dalton rest of season? I think that's interesting. I think that's really interesting. I think that's close. Um, I'll still take Stafford, and the reason why is because the Cincinnati Bengals at least still want to run the ball with Joe Mixon when he's there and healthy. The Detroit Lions, even though they have carry on on their roster, um, that's the only thing preventing me from saying to somebody else who asked that I love... uh, Carry on Johnson, right? I think his skill set is there. I think he's going to grow over time. But Detroit is still a pass-first team under Jim Bob Cooter. The Bengals are more of a balanced offense. So because of that reason, I still think you get more opportunity with Stafford. So he's my answer, Christopher C. Gregory C., keeper trade Ingram. Uh, Keep him. You kept him for this long. Might as well keep him again. He comes on back. Then he has the bye. Then he does have a tough schedule. But if you drafted him to keep him all this time, now's not the time to bail. So I say keep him, Gregory. Carlos Soto, good or bad trade. Hopkins, Aaron Jones for Gurley. Hmm. I think that is the rare trade that is actually good for both sides. If you're the trade that if you're the side that's getting Todd Gurley, sure. If you're the side that's giving Todd Gurley, you're getting a wide-out one stud in DeAndre Hopkins and Aaron Jones. You're getting two starters, and that's kind of what you got to do. That's the rare two-for-one trade, Carlos, that I actually think is viable for both ways that I believe in. We got time that we can go to the phones here, 347-767-6614. We got MJ from Chicago. MJ, my friend, you are on the Fantasy Freestyle with the Spitting Statistician. How can I help you for week five and beyond? Can't hear him. MJ, are you there? Yo. Hey, there you go, MJ. What's up? Dilly dilly to you. Dilly dilly, bud. I got got one of my teams. I'm actually doing pretty well in this league. And I was wondering if you could help me out with the roster and let me me know what you think of of the team. Uh, So I got uh, Russell Wilson as my QB. Sure. I got uh, Odell Beckham as my uh, wide receiver one. Cool. I got Hopkins as, as my wide receiver two. Great. I got M- Melvin Gordon as my RB one. Sounds good. I got um, Ingram as my RB two. I'm okay with that. I now. got uh, Devon. I got Devonte Freeman 
on my bench as well with Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson. And I was thinking of moving Freeman for Howard. To me, that's like six of one, half a dozen to the other, brother, man. You know what I mean, yeah. MJ? I think it's fine if you want to do that. I don't think Freeman or Howard are a clear advantage over anybody else, okay? Um, I think that your wide receivers are stacked with Odell and Hopkins. I think your running backs, if you want, you could try to package that to get the RB2. I understand if you're worried about Devontae Freeman, but he's coming back this week, okay? So I would stand pat, MJ. I think you're absolutely okay. All right, brother man? I think you're good. I think you have a good team. I think you stand pat, brother. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, No brother. problem, MJ. We got time for one more. Andrew from Alabama. Let's get on down with you. You were on the Stats Over Beat Cypher Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Andrew, but we're coming up against the break, so do me a favor. Give me, that, give me the question quick. What's up, Speeds? Uh, How you doing, brother, man? Man, I'm, I, I, I got a problem. Uh, well, it's a good problem. Tell me your problem but in the I next 30 Sony, seconds, though. I got Sony Michelle, and then... Uh, in my lineup, I got Carryon Johnson on the bench. Yeah. Um, which one would you play for week five? Sony Michelle. Not even close. Sony Michelle is this lead running back. I told you guys last week. I'm telling you right now, Andrew, and thanks for the call, okay? Sony Michelle, until further notice, is a startable RB2 week to week. Carryon Johnson is more of a flex play. That's your answer, Andrew. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, more of your questions get answered, okay? We got Game of Inches and New Trap Game Maestros as well. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Let's go. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Stats will beat Cypher in full effect in the chat room. I want to give a big shout out to uh, two of my newest Patreons, all right? In the last couple of days, big shout out to Jay Young. Big shout out to Matthew Whitaker. They're trying to get down with the Stats Overbeat Cypher, the community that we're building here. You talk, you know how much I appreciate it. Friendship bread for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to the chat room here. Um, to everybody who hits me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. To everybody who subscribes to me on Patreon, thank you. Okay, and to my two newest subscribers, Jay Young and Matthew Whitaker, big shout out to you. Make it pop. And here's the interesting one. Jay Young just sent me a question. Matt Ryan or Patty Mahomes this week? You know, and at first glance, you're like, what are you talking about? Patty, that's Mahomes, yo. But here's the thing. Patty Mahomes has had at Jackson, has that Jacksonville matchup, which I've already said is a problem, right? Um, Matt Ryan has the Pittsburgh Steelers, who everyone's lighting up. Right, so this is a prototypical question of: Is it about 
you know, what they've done and who they are or their matchup. And I'm going to tell you what I told Jay Young. I'm okay with going Matty Ryan in this case. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense is so stout, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has been giving it up to everybody. I'm okay with pitting Matt Ryan ahead of Patty Mahomes this week. I know it is crazy, but Lance Davis, strong style. Thank you for welcoming others to the patron, uh, to the cypher. Dilly dilly to all of y'all. Absolutely okay. So that's what it is. Um, here's the thing. Also, Jim Ross out there. I agree with you. You know, sometimes people want to be like, yo, I've got, you know, Zeke Elliott and Alvin Kamara and my quarterback is Patty Mahomes and I got D-Hop and I got Odell and I'm just the bomb, you know, but we got to listen to that. I'm trying to help people. Everyone loves to, you know, gloat a little bit um, because, you know, the Jimbo slices like to gloat a little bit when they're 4-0, right? Right, Jim? Right? All right, then. Uh, just so you know, by the way, anybody that's in that league, the Greenwich Street Tavern League, the spitting statisticians are on the ascent. All right? I got a, I got a slow start. Coming back, two wins in a row, and I am the highest scoring team of my record. Okay? So go on in there and check Jim Ross, and you will see the spitting statisticians, just like Wu-Tang, ain't nothing to F with. All right? But here we go. That's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to start. With my man Danny Otto. Danny Otto, come on in because we got to talk about some j- game of inches stuff. Ooh, okay. All right? Check this out. Um, in week three was rough, right? That 132 to 132 tie. Yeah. Right? The Big Ben kneel downs costing people victories. I've got three submissions so far. Okay. Uh, one guy, and this one doesn't really count because he like sent it to me, but he like saw it somewhere else on Twitter. He wasn't representing it as his own, but he saw a guy who lost 117.4. To 117.5. And the guy that lost by a tenth of the point had Sammy Watkins ready to go for Monday Night Football in his lineup who got a bagel, who got nothing. That's tough. That's tough. But still not a game of inches because it's not as crucial with a play that we've seen before, right? Yeah. All right. Simon Hawk on Twitter lost by .4. All right. Needed Manny Sanders. I don't know if you saw the end of Monday Night Football. Uh, Danny, but there was like a hook and ladder play, a trick play at the very end, the very last play of the game. And if Mandy Sanders got that, he would have gotten the points needed for Simon Hawk to move forward and win, but he lost by .4, hashtag game of inches. I'm like, eh, that's all right. What do you think, Danny? I mean, I, I still think we we uh, we blew it a little early with, with the, the couple of high hitters already. Yeah, it's not at the level of these other guys. Yeah. We've, we've set the bar high in yes. weeks two and three with the DeAndre better, Hopkins. A better but, analogy was setting the bar high yeah. than what I said. Sorry. All right, well, hey, whatever you guys are doing in the fantasy pit of misery, <laughs> dilly dilly to you guys. And then also Rich P. Mr. 1337 just showed me that he won by point fifteen by 15 hundredths of a point, but won. And I was like, all right, good win, brother man. Not a game of inches, though, right? You don't win anything for winning. That's what I'm saying. Um, But here's the thing. I expect this to be a big-time week. Why? There were three games in the NFL that went to overtime. You saw the way the Colts played that overtime, going for it on fourth down in their own end? If that costs you, hit me up. Hashtag game of inches. Julio Jones in a monster like Hail Mary play trying to tie or take the or win the game for Atlanta in that back-and-forth game. He caught a 50-yard bomb, but it meant nothing. Unless you were facing Julio Jones or Matt Ryan. Hashtag game of inches. Hit me up in that Browns Raiders game. There was, if you had Hyde, they took a call back for the first down. If you lost that yard, game of inches. You know, if they stopped beast mode with the quick whistle, hashtag game of inches. Hit me up. So far, none of the nominees. I appreciate Washid Senpai. I appreciate Simon Hawk. I appreciate Rich PMR, Mr. 1337. But so far, I have not heard any submissions that rise to the level of our finalists from the last two weeks, Danny. So hit us up. 
at Spittin' Speeds. Hit up Danny, at Danny Auto. Hit me up on Patreon. Send me a screenshot. Danny, if you get bombarded with some hashtag Game of Inches, I apologize. No, All right? I, I, I like attention sometimes, too. That's, That's nice. what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Follow my man, at Danny Auto, okay? Thank you to everybody who is in the chat room right now, though. A Strong Style, A Lance Davis. I only got 33 likes so far. We're supposed to smash that like button. I'm going to give y'all time to smash that like button. The hundreds of people watching right now, smash that like button. And while that happens, I'm going to go back to the phones. All right, right now we got Terry in California. Terry in Cali, you returning caller, dilly dilly, friend of the cypher. How can we help you, Terry, for week five and beyond? Hey, dilly dilly, Dane. How's it going? Going well. What's up? Hey, first off, I want to shout you out for uh, telling me to start Jared Goff last week. Big <laughs> 51 yeah, points. buddy. So thanks for doing that. Anytime. You know how so, uh, I love the stats over beat Cypher. <laughs> so uh, here's my question. Are um, Kenyon Drake and Demarius Thomas droppable? I want to try to pick up TJ Yedlin, Aaron Jones, or the Titans D this week. Thank um, you. So... <sighs> For who are you trying to pick up? Uh, TJ Yedlin. Yeldon. Or Yeldon yeah. uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Or uh, the Titans B. Yeah, you could drop Jake. You could drop Drake. I'm okay with you dropping Drake at this point. Uh, I'm less okay with you dropping DT, Demarius Thomas. But for Yeldon and the guys you're talking about, who are your other wide receivers? I got Ridley, Hopkins, okay. and Thielen. That's it? And Edelman. Oh, okay. And you have any? You have to start. I'm trying to see. I'm uh, trying to see uh, Terry if you have a deep enough two, bench two that you're okay. And a flex. Yeah. So you're okay. Yeah, you could cut those guys. Okay, that's what I was trying to see. If you have, if you're deep right. enough where he's like low man on the totem pole enough for you, I think it's okay. I'm much more okay with you dropping Drake than DT. But yeah, if you need to, you can. Okay, Terry. And thank you. Thank you, by the way, for the props. You know, people always want to get at me if I got something wrong. But, you know, people are also getting hooked up as well. By the way, big shout-out to one of my guys on Patreon, Ryan Mallison, right? He told me that he used the lineup that I was giving out on this Thursday edition, right? He did a little tinkering. He messed around and got a 178 on DFS this week and hit a little bit of extra cash. You're welcome, Ryan. It's all love. That's what we do for the Cypher. Like I said, shout out to Matt Whitaker. Shout out to Jay Young, who's getting down with me. Also, I didn't mention it last week. Shout out to my man, Robert Murphy, all right, out there. He's part of the Cypher. He sent me a picture. He was at the Lions-Patriots game. Sent me a picture of that last touchdown. He had good seats, too. I love it when the Cypher is out there. If you got stuff, if you're going to the game, hit us up. Send it to us. Send it to the Stats Overbeat Cypher, all right? But back to the phone lines we go. Darren in Wisconsin. What is going on? How are those Brewers doing? I, 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 they're uh, the one seed, huh? If, uh, if those Brewers... Yeah, man. If those Brewers are up after six innings, it's a wrap. Huh, Darren? Everybody going crazy over here. Everybody As they going should. Christian Yelich for MVP. That's what I'm talking about. Christian Yelich for NL MVP. What's going on, Darren? How can I help you? Man, I'm calling in because I'm thinking about making a move. Uh, okay. I got I got Delvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Um, luckily, my team's been undefeated. I just got my oh, first nice. loss. Okay, so you're three and one. So I'm thinking about dropping uh, Alex Collins to to kick, pick up Yeldon, and I got Mark Ingram because yeah. I like to have a little spot to stream. I you like know what I mean? I like to have a spot yeah, to stream. Yeah, I like that. Rotate that and revolving door at the bottom of your roster. I like that. 
Who are, who, who are all your running backs? Or, who are all of your running backs, uh, Darren? I, I got I got Delvin Cook. Yep. Cook, Fournette. I got Leonard Fournette. Ingram. Mark Ingram and Alex Collins. Collins. And you're looking to maybe pick up Yeldon? And, and drop Collins, man. He's fumbling at the goal line. I don't think they're going to give him the ball down there. I agree with you. I don't. I think Collins is in the doghouse. That's part of why I've been telling people about Buck Allen. That's part of why I like Joe Flacco because I think they're going to throw more because they can't believe in Collins. <sighs> you don't have a second tight end that you could drop instead, bro. A second defense. Man, both of my both of my tight tight ends just got hurt, bro. Uh, what's his name from the Giants? Evan Ingram. Got hurt. Yep. Evan Ingram. Who's the other one? And then uh, O.J. Howard got hurt. So I'm picking somebody off the wire right now trying to get yeah, a tight end. Yeah, do it. Do it, man. Pull the trigger on it, Darren. It's crazy, but you got to draft Collins. I know you drafted him to be your RB2, but listen, you got Cook banged up anyway. You have to do something in case this Fournette thing is wrong, is a problem, right? Worst case scenario, you need to be able to ride out Ingram and Yeldon, right? So yeah, go ahead and do it, brother, man. It's tough, but Darren, yeah, I'll vouch for that. I'm okay with that, man. All right, and tell everybody up there, uh, tell everybody up there, go, go brew. All right, Christian Yelich, represent, represent. Next call, last call for the day. We got Big Tyler up in Jersey. Hey, what's going on, Big Tyler? Where in Jersey are you? Like, what exit on the Garden State Parkway, brother man? 152. Oh, you up north. You up north by, like, the yeah, Willowbrook Mall, right? Yeah, I'm from Hoboken. Yeah, I know what that's about. Oh, little Hoboken. What's that street where all the bars are on? Washington. Yeah, buddy, I'll see you out there on a Saturday afternoon uh, yeah. getting my stroll on. You know, or, or like the week before St. Patty's Day. It's a it's a zoo out there, right? It's popping, popping off. Man. All right, enough about that, Big Tyler. How can I help you moving forward in week five and beyond, brother? Hey, so check it out. I just want to get your opinion on this. Um, so due to T.Y. being out this week, I mean, it hasn't been official, but he's uh, not going to yeah, play. Yeah, Thursday night and, uh, football, it's tough, yeah. Yeah, and with the buys, um, I need to pick up a uh, receiver off the wire, so... I want to hear your opinion. What, what do you think? Uh, Ryan Grant with T.Y. being out just from sheer volume alone, it's half-point PPR. Or um, what do you think about Christian Kirk going to San Fran this week? Hmm. Your choices are Grant or Kirk? I mean, there's some other guys on yeah, the but wire. But you've I mean, got it's now a high, to. You know what? It's a high stake. Yeah. I like your idea of Ryan Grant because here's the thing. If T.Y. is playing, you're playing T.Y., right? So, oh, if he's playing for right, sure. Right, so then yeah. if not, sure. that creates the opportunity for big t- for uh, Grant. And I'm okay with that, and here's the other reason I'm okay with that. You know, much like I said last week, I think the Pats are going to boat race the Colts on Thursday Night Football at home in New England, right? Andrew Luck, they can't run the ball anyway, right? Jack Doyle's already banged up anyway, right? So what is it going to be, Chester Rogers, Eric Ebron? Right. I'm okay with that, yeah. I'm okay with that with the caveat that T.Y.'s not there. But if T.Y. is there, Tyler, you all right because you're running out T.Y. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm I thinking. like that. Hey, that's the way I would go with it. Because Christian Kirk, I don't about, think, is really a boot. Like it doesn't give you that value. No. This way, you could play it either what, way on Thursday night at seven fifty-five. What about a deep flyer? I mean, I have a good feeling if Cobb and Allison are out this week, uh, that Scantling might be a look. Could be, yeah, man. Could he be. Could, he, could, he can make some noise. I mean, could as a be. number two option for Rogers. Could be. I don't think he's going to be the number two option though. And here's the thing: that's like a one week thing, max, right? Grant, I think, has more staying power than that, uh, Tyler. Um, so I hear what you're doing, but I personally think Cobb will be back. I actually think there's a good chance Geronimo gets cleared too. So I, I understand your thinking on it, and you got to pull the trigger for Thursday night football in advance, right? But uh, right. I like the Grant way better, brother. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate your help, Speed. You have a good night. Anytime, brother, man. Anytime for anybody out there in the stats overbeat cipher. Um, Danny Otto, let's bring you back in real quick. Chubb coming in for Hyde. I agree with you, Terry R., that the ascension, the changing of the scales is happening right now. Um, whoever's asking about Allison, I love Geronimo Allison. I actually think, yeah, I know he's got dinged up. He's in the cold, dark, quiet room for a little while. But I think the way this is going, we've seen it. I've been saying it for a while. Cobb is on the dis- on the decline Allison is going to be that wide receiver, too, when you need him in the fantasy playoffs, okay? So jump out the plane and go, Geronimo! That's what I'm saying. Hey, Jim Ross, what week are we facing each other, brother man? I hope you ain't got anybody on buys, Jim Ross. Hey, Danny, let me bring you in real quick, though, because I know it's a big week and popping off, right? It is. Because it's Comic-Con time. It is. Talk to me. What is popping off doing for Comic-Con, brother man? We're going to try to do anything and everything we possibly can. We're going to Comic-Con as a show. So me, my co-host... Pete and Ashley and nice. the extended co-host team Ooh. will all be there. There's going to be like five or six of us there for That's Comic-Con. That's what's up. Super Real quick, safe. Danny, though. I'm sorry. Danny is Laos. Yes, you could drop Peyton Barber. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to grab as many interviews as we can. We're going to do as much as we possibly can in person and filming it. We're going to have a, a camera crew following us around. And yeah. Nice. Hey, Germs Maine. Uh... Sanders over Boyd. Slightly, though. I'd find a way to get them both in. Diggs and Woods already in. I'd find a way to get Sanders in and maybe flex Boyd. All right, that's the way I would go. How about Aaron Jones for Boyd? Interesting. I like Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be the running back of note for the Green Bay Packers. And then you got a very special event coming up on Sunday, right, Danny? You want to tell the people about that? I do. Uh, So Sunday, uh, we're going to have a Comic-Con wrap-up special. But also, it's going to be a preview of the new season of Walking Dead. Yeah, buddy. And we will be joined in studio with the actor that plays the character Jesus on The Walking Dead. Nice. And then there's going to be, I believe, a viewing party at our bar and restaurant. Versa. Versa. Yeah. Uh, if they allow it. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to uh, go down. But uh, with Kraken. Kraken Rum is going to be nice. sponsoring the event and making drinks and stuff like that. So That is what's up. Y'all need to check out my boys, Danny Otto. Y'all need to check out Poppin' Off. They do good stuff over there. Pop culture, Comic-Con, if you're into that in any way, shape, or form. All right, they talk a little fantasy as well, but usually just Danny referring you to whatever I've said previously. Pretty much. Yeah. Right, but it's all good. <laughs> I like that. Hey, Jim Ross, shots on you in March? Let's do it, brother, man. That's what I'm talking about. Find that week. Let me tell you, Stats Overbeat Cypher, the week that Jim Ross and I are playing each other, I got to look at it. All I'm saying, Jim, is I really hope it's not the week that Alvin Kamara is on by. Because I got Alvin Kamara. Watch it be the week the Saints are on by. And then you're going to take me when I'm, you know, not at 100%. And you know I'll mention that right here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable, genius, and vocal minority. Thanks to everybody who is smashing that like button. All right. Follow me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. If you want to call in and hit me up, all right, the other thing you can do, I am on air Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. with the King, Scott Angle, and my man, Mike Blewett. If you don't get a chance here and you, uh, you know, rise and shine early, maybe not on the West Coast like my homegirl, Jilly Dilly, like Terry in California, and it's like 4 a.m., I understand, but that's another opportunity to get at your boy, Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician. I heard you heard waiver-wise. You know where I was right. The stereotype, guys. Sony Michelle, I told you about this. On Thursday, 
DFS lineups, okay? Um, Thursday night football preview. And your answers for week five for the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Thanks again to my new subscribers and to the entire Stats Overbeat Cypher. If you didn't get your question answered, hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Hit me up on Patreon. You know what it is to be really part of the official Stats Overbeat Cypher. Dilly dilly to everybody. I'll talk to you again live and in person on Thursday, Fantasy Freestyle, episode 333 in the books.